Springfield, Missouri is home to over 23 species of bees, the deadliest of which can be found wait, on the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. Oh, God. Oh, no. The bees. Oh, God. They're in my pants. Oh, no. I shouldn't have worn my parachute pants. There's so much room for bees. Oh, no. Oh, God. They're loving this sugar scrub on my legs. It's making me go absolutely crazy. They're stinging my little bum red in my feet. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. That's right. Once again, you are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Andy Carr. And my name is Dan Howell, and I got only one question for you, Andy, and it's a question I have for listeners and you every single week. Uh-huh. Do you know what a hot toddy is? <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's uh, whiskey and tea. Good. Okay. Well, now that we got that out of the way, welcome to Spring Food Mo. Yeah. That's right. You heard the name right, folks. It's not Earth Food Mo or whatever that one's called. <laughs> It's the not single radio spring food of Earth Food Mo. Yeah, people are clamoring for more though. Yeah, they, they love Earth Food Mo. It's All a good I ever premise. Hear about is Earth. When are you doing more Earth Food Mo? Are you the guy from Earth Food Mo? <laughs> it's a better premise than this show. Yeah, you did another podcast before that, right? Oh yeah, Spring Food Mo. No, I, well I want to hear more Earth Food Mo. That's what I hear. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing all the time, Andy. <laughs> I wish I was hearing that. Yeah. I think that show's premise is better than this premise. For anyone that doesn't know, I moved away. We could no wow. longer review restaurants in Springfield. But then I had this idea, hey, what if we reviewed chain restaurants, uh, their American iterations versus their Chinese iterations? Yep. Because Chinese versions of American restaurants are mm -hmm. very different. Yep. We had a good premise. We did one episode. I put a ton of work into getting all the social media and the art ready. And then oh, we yeah. just... Didn't do more. Went back uh -huh. to sharing songs. Yep. Well, you go back and listen to the episode. Uh, you, you'll hear that I actively did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to not enjoy <laughs> yep. eating at Popeye's, uh -huh. yeah. which is a pretty incredible restaurant in pretty my opinion. Pretty enjoyable experience uh, most of the time. Uh, really dampened by the Earth Food Mo premise. All right. I got to talk about Popeye's. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to talk a lot about this la these last couple weeks that I've been back. I mm -hmm. flew back 8,000 miles. Took wow. 15 hours to get back here. And I came back for the express purpose mm -hmm. of recording Spring Food Mo. That's right. You really made it seem that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was very excited about it. Uh -huh. Obviously, I was doing other things, too. Uh -huh. Seeing my family, giving giving them all COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is the thing. That's just one person. Sure. Anyway, I'll talk about that later. Maybe. We got a lot we can talk about. I'm realizing right now about, the intro to this could be an hour. Oh, yeah. And most, it's going to be. Most importantly, Popeye's Chicken, Dan. Mm -hmm. I had the Popeye's in Shanghai yep. that uh, we reviewed. Told somebody about it at a party just a couple nights ago. They, they were asking uh, about Spring Food Mo and asking about your Popeye's experience. Yeah. Told them about the, the five-finger chicken finger. You told them. Jen. I did. Very cool. Who was that? Uh, his name's Tyler. <laughs> nice guy. Big Sup, fan of the show. Tyler. What up, Tyler? Hey. Uh, he got a little sneak preview of all the restaurants that we're going to be reviewing on the return of Spring mm. Food Mo. So big shout out to Tyler. And as I did tell you, uh, if you tell anybody who where we're covering, uh, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I, I think it's okay. <laughs> I, I was going to lean into the mistake and uh -huh. immediately abandon it yep. because it felt icky yep. for the best. Well, 
Tyler, you now have my permission to tell people that we'll be reviewing Gilardi's Italian Ristorante. And Tyler, just know that Andy's permission does not <laughs> abstain me from, from killing your ass. You've not been pardoned. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so cussy, Andy. I, I, I forget that you got to cut those out. Yeah, you know. I think it makes it funnier. <laughs> I think it does, but I don't, I don't think people like the cusses. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. We're good boys. We've been over this. We Whatever. Are. We don't. We're not rehashing old bits That's on this right. revival. We're not rehashing old bits. Nothing we meta. Never would. Nothing rehashed. Nothing. Nothing repeated. All new ideas. Uh huh. Except the premise. Yeah. Same premise. <laughs> yeah. Same premise. Same hosts. Uh-huh. Same excuse for a sense of humor. Yep. Popeyes chicken. <laughs> Please, Andy. All right. I was very excited to go back to Popeyes. I went the first day that I was able to leave the house. I was sick on the plane, Dan. Mm. I got the virus for the first time just days before leaving, though I did not know that I had it. Sick on the plane where the deer and the buffalo roam, Andy. <laughs> well, we, we spent months knowing this trip was coming, ticket spot and everything, thinking we're going to go home and get sick. Yes. Because we were well protected <laughs> in China with all the restrictions mm-hmm. and constant testing that we had to do. A minimum every three days. When we left, right before the restrictions were dropped, we were getting tested every single day. You wait in line anywhere from 15 minutes to two hours to go do it. But we were kept safe. And for that, I am grateful. I never complained about having to get tested. I have strong feelings about that. Uh, But then (laughs) my barber gave me COVID Uh when I I got my hair cut just a couple days before we left. Got to look good for my mom. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and I did look good. Was uh, it worth it? No. Okay. <laughs> I messed everything up for everyone. I mean, I really did. You could have gotten COVID from any barber yeah. here in in Springfield. So I, you know, it's I, true. I don't know that. Well, also, if I didn't get it there, I would have gotten it somewhere else because yeah. we knew multiple people on our plane that were traveling while sick. Yeah. I didn't know that I had it, but I did at that time. Anyway, showed up. Uh, immediately had to quarantine in my childhood bedroom for two days when I tested positive. The Love uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> the morning of my first full day uh-huh. in Springfield. That was no good, <laughs> especially when I found out my parents had their Wi-Fi router on its side. Oh, so the, the signal barely went to the room. Yep. Absolutely. So, so bad. I couldn't like stream anything. Uh-huh. I could download anything but very small games on my brand new Steam Deck, which is Ooh. the thing we might talk about later. Ooh, I sure hope so. As soon as I was able to, I think it was like day six or seven. I had been without symptoms for five days, six days. I decided I'm going to the drive-thru. And I went to Popeye's, Dan, pilgrimage on my own, Popeye's on Campbell by the Alamo Draft House. Wow. Waited in line and turned out they <laughs> were only accepting cash. So what? I couldn't have there. Systems were down. It was that IC sure. day or one of the IC days. They mm-hmm. couldn't accept cash. My uh, partner and I went, I'm, I'm saying partner, I don't know, whatever. My girlfriend and I sure. went a few days later, tried to go to that one and went through the drive-thru, clearly two people in front of us eating their food. <laughs> uh, and then two people enthusiastically told us that they were closed at the same time. <laughs> nice. It was 6.14 p.m. Hey, you know, whatever you got to do. I am I stand with, with the Popeye's yeah. workers there. Oh, sure. Ice on the road. Get out. Yeah. What was it like driving those icy was, roads after not having driven at all? I didn't drive on icy roads. Oh. It was already clear by the time I was 
I was out there. Coward. It was just cold. The the main roads had melted and it was cold. But so then we we drove all the way to the Popeyes on Kearney, which was fully open. Oh just yeah. open, people in and out of there, ordered the sandwich. And Dan, we did not get the normal sandwich. What mm. we got was chicken fingers on a bun. Oh boy. <laughs> And then it was so salty. It was a salt bomb. They're yeah. always salty. Uh-huh. But it was like just dumping salt into your mouth. It was so salty. Yeah, I didn't that's, dislike that's it. A, but you know, you're almost doubling that ratio of yeah. breading that you're getting where, where, you know, on the normal sandwich, there's a lot of actual uh, breast meat mm-hmm. in there. It's not all such a crispy salted yeah. breading. Yeah. So it was disappointing. And my girlfriend had not had Popeye's proper. Ever. This is her first Popeye's experience. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was very excited to indoctrinate her. She didn't come to Shanghai with me, so yeah. she didn't have that there. So that was trip number three for counting. I decided uh, upon my mom's recommendation to go to the Popeye's in Republic on the way to visit uh, sure. my, my nephews who live out there once I was finally able to go visit them. Ordered my sandwich there, and they were out of sandwiches. Oh. This was at 11.15 a.m. Man. I think maybe the other place was also out of sandwiches. Maybe this is some kind of supply yeah. line issue. And so they were just putting the fingers on the bun. Yeah, I can confirm there was a supply line issue. Uh, the the line ended up at, at my freaking house, Andy. <laughs> I've, I've got a big stack of those chicken breasts. I saw that there, there was a big shipment of breasts incoming. And, and you I, just open up your gullet and no, let well, drive Fast right and Furious in. style uh, drove a <laughs> very tiny car underneath uh, the truck of chicken breast, uh, stole them while the truck was in motion. Uh, they actually never even realized what had happened. I did find out after that it was in fact fried chicken breasts and not uh, tits. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to come up with the political way to put that. <laughs> I have a couple more details for this Popeye story, but I do want to uh, mention that I was driving around with my girlfriend and her her mom, who's like of retirement age. Her mom sure. was driving us around the other night, and we were going south, heading south on North National, like way out there by Kearney Street, and the police had closed down a big, a big section of the road, and it was dark, and we could see the police lights. There, there were like five different... Yeah, go ahead and yawn. I get it. Mm-hmm. A five, there were about five cars out there, and we were trying to get a glimpse, and uh, she said, well, what is that? Can you see? I was sitting in the front seat with her, and it's like, oh, yeah, the, there's an armored car over there. It's turned over <laughs> on its side, and there's, there's like money blowing around in the wind, and she believed me. Hey, you know? It's like, yeah, I don't uh, some folks are just desperate <laughs> enough, Andy. You know, you know, you never know what. what no, she hit the she hit the gas. It's yeah. like I'm gonna go get some of that money. Oh yeah, you know, if if, if you're in the right spot, uh, the, you'll believe anything, including that I knocked over a a truck full of chicken breasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Republic Popeyes, so I went ahead and just ordered the chicken finger meal. I ordered the three piece chicken finger meal, and he gave me a massive serving. Nice. It's right next to the Whataburger over there. Oof. And I had to wait in the Whataburger line to get into oh, the Popeyes. Was it, bad? it was really bad. Man, yeah. I, I keep on thinking someday I'm going to venture out there. I think the Ozark one is open in here in a couple oh, of yeah. days. So about to about to have two in the area. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. excited for some Whataburger. So there were two other customers in there, all people by themselves, mm-hmm. because apparently that's what you do at 1130 yep. on, a, on a Tuesday or whenever it was. You should be familiar. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. 
What are my chicken fingers? And I go to find a table. Every single table is filthy, mm-hmm. covered with chicken, mm-hmm. crumbs, detritus, and stuff. So I just pick one and sit down and just commit to one. And the, the, the guy who was working watched me like look around trying to find a table and realized, oh, wait, these tables are not clean. <laughs> so he did go and start cleaning them. But when he did that, he took out his phone with his thumb, uh-huh. typed in a number, and just called a friend and started chatting hey. right in the middle of the restaurant as he cleaned the tables. You know? Things are different. Things are different around here now. Yeah, you, it, it could have been a very important business it call, wasn't. Andy. It could have been it pertaining wasn't. to the, <laughs> they were, he was the talking about stuff chicken they, detritus. He was talking about stuff they did the night before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the movers and shakers around town, Andy, they, they need... They need calls like this to move and shake. And uh, who's to say that the the man she cleaning up these chicken crumbs uh, wasn't moving, shaking, uh, chicken baking? Mm. <laughs> All of this that I described is stuff that would have happened to Popeyes before because they are truly the restaurant with the worst service imaginable. Sure. It's almost like in the handbook. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, people know what they're coming here for. Incredible chicken and yeah. terrible service. The chicken's so good that the service doesn't have to yeah, be. That's just all true. that's to it, you know? Yeah. Even if it's like a brand new, pristine, clean location like the one in Republic, they're going to run that down real quick. Oh, yeah. All right, Dan. What's been going on with you? Oh, Andy, um, I guess I have been spending my weekend at this point mostly recording episodes with you. It's true. This is only uh, the second one. You're already complaining. Getting ready to. Uh yeah yeah no you look forward to much more complaining from my <laughs> end uh I, I you're not you being know. you aren't being forced to do this didn't oh. force you to do it oh is that right Andy yeah <laughs> okay I didn't I uh, I'm pretty sure I said multiple times if you don't want to uh-huh. we don't have to yes which was usually followed up by but I really want to. but I really want to <laughs> and in fact if you can let's do one more episode <laughs> um, because uh you know we had originally planned on well I had originally planned on three you really wanted to do five I asked to scale that back possibly and lo and behold six episodes. That's not <laughs> if we're including the radio spring okay. one that we just recorded doing the additional two possibly uh-huh. came from you. Yeah. You were like I have to do X thing but I might be uh-huh. able to do more after X date. We'll see. I'm getting some teeth ripped out if my mouth is in good condition listeners are going to get more episodes than they bargained for. And if it's not, uh, then they're probably still going to get those episodes. I'll just be in a lot of pain while recording. (laughs) I'm so sorry to force you to go back and return to doing the most successful thing. Either of us have ever done. That's literally (laughs) all I'm asking for is a sincere apology. I'm excited to be well, here doing. You're, you radio will never get food. a sincere apology from me. Yeah, there's just a lot of. Listen, here's what happened. Andy said, "Hey, I'm going to be on vacation. Why don't we do five episodes of Spring Food Mo?" I'm sure Dan, who has just started a new job and is in mid Christmas, uh, will be able to handle all of that. That's what I think, Andy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. No, it's okay. I'm excited to be here. I know it's okay. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun uh, eating the food for today's episode. I had a lot of fun eating the food for the next episode that we're Mm going to be recording. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun um, writing (laughs) very little... (laughs) 
for these episodes. I really, here's what happened. I put off everything until uh, it was too late and uh, my life started crumbling around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, there's less stuff written for these episodes, but I don't think that's going to detract in quality. I think we did right. bad as is. Yeah, we did write mm-hmm. a full radio play. Yeah, one of the specials did. that we used to do. Mm-hmm. Not that long, but <laughs> I even commissioned artwork for uh-huh. it. It's very it's good. beautiful artwork. And it will. Just none of it's ever going to happen. We're not going to do it. People will maybe see the artwork someday. They're certainly not going to hear what we mm-hmm. wrote, um, which is probably for the best. Yeah. Um, it, it was okay. There's some funny stuff in it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an enormous amount of work for very uh-huh. little payoff, which yep. is the deal with those. It's insane, enormous amount of work. But we're not doing it. And, yeah. you know, that's fine. What we are doing is spring food mode mm-hmm. and what we are doing on spring food mode this week for the first of our revival episodes, Andy, is Jitlardi's... Chef Boyardee's. Chef Birdie's Italian Restaurante. Hit it with the history, Andy. Nicola Gilardi is a Springfield chef with high name recognition, but it kind of depends on where you live, which of his names you know. He's the Gilardi of Gilardi's Ristorante, and he's the Nicola of Nicola's Ristorante. The man's been Springfield's king of Italian cuisine for almost a quarter century now. However, Nicola Gilardi had a lot of experience before he landed in southwestern Missouri. Nicola grew up in northern Italy. He worked in his mother's restaurant and went to a prestigious culinary school in Italy as well, after which he worked as a cook in Switzerland, Germany, the Caribbean, New York City, and Chicago before a good friend invited Gilardi to come run the kitchen at a restaurant the friend was opening in a far superior location, Springfield, Missouri. Nicola Gilardi's name first graced the hallowed pages of the Springfield News Leader on Friday, January 10th, 1997. In the corrections section, wherein the News Leader solemnly apologized for having called him Nicola Gilandi no less than 10 times in two different articles published five days earlier on Monday, January 6, 1997. Those articles profiled Teatro Ristorante, the first place that then 28-year-old Nicola Gilardi cooked in Springfield, an upscale Italian eatery in a Chesterfield village space that now belongs to Black Sheep Burgers and Shakes. Here's a clip of Nicola Gilardi from that era discussing the wide variety of Italian dishes served at the restaurant. Hey, Italians have their own languages and dialects and variations in the food. In the South, they have a lot of seafood because they have the sea. In the north, it's more white meat, like lamb, and more things from the cow, like veal. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Giuseppe! Oh, hey! (laughs) 
Gilardi's tenure at Teatro lasted only a few years before he left in 1998 to open the first of his namesake restaurants, Gilardi's Ristorante, which was located then exactly where it still is today, on the south side of Walnut Street, just east of downtown, tucked behind a massive Victorian-style home. The small space had only 12 tables, one of the few restaurants in Springfield at the time to offer a truly intimate, upscale dining experience. If reporting from the time is to be believed, Gilardi's was immediately popular. There was nothing else like it in Springfield back then, and there really still isn't anything else like it now. The first decade of Gilardi's Ristorante was successful enough that Nicola Gilardi was able to open a second restaurant in 2011, East Springfield's Nicola's Ristorante. Enter James Martin, a server at Nicola's with many years of experience in back of house as well. James Martin had long wanted to open his own restaurant. He'd applied for and been denied two small business loans already, but then one night after post-shift drinks, Nicola Gilardi suggested to James Martin that he take over Gilardi's, like buy it from him outright, and in 2013, that's exactly what happened. James Martin finally scored his own restaurant, even though it bore another man's name. It was his and his alone. For the last decade, Gilardi's Ristorante has actually been James Martin's restaurant. Yay! James Martin's Gilardi's Ristorante has the same classic intimate atmosphere it always has, but the menu and the ethos have changed, and they've made Gilardi's an even more special place than it already was. It's the closest thing you'll find to an actual farm-to-table restaurant within the Springfield city limits. Gilardi's maintains a genuine commitment to sustainability. James Martin turned the land surrounding the restaurant into an urban farm, Every available area of the property outside is dedicated to cultivating crops used in the dishes served inside. And Martin sources everything he can't grow on site from local farms whenever possible. He'll also tell you if he's had to order something from one of the big food suppliers. Or at least, he's done that before when I've eaten there. You know what, I'll just let him talk about it. Here's a real clip from the Gilardi's YouTube page of James Martin speaking about the restaurant. Please forgive the corny stock music in the background. I didn't choose it. Purchased it, it just about me. two and a half years ago. What we do with Gilardi's is that when you come down the driveway and you look to your left and you see these sunflowers and these tomato plants and strawberries, we're sourcing that food straight back into our restaurant. I think Springfield's special uh, for a lot of different reasons. The vibrant downtown community that allows people like myself uh, to be mentored and to mentor other business owners um, and community leaders. I think Springfield really has a unique place in the sense that we have such a sense of independence and that's what Gilardi's ties into with our local food movement. Your true uh, Springfield experience now can be staying at a boutique hotel downtown, going to a Cardinals game, enjoying a show, a theater show, coming to one of these nice restaurants downtown. That Springfield experience is something that very few cities have and I'm really proud of what we've been able to do. It's a really exciting time to be in Springfield. Yeah, man, no other wow. cities really have 
a, yeah. you can't go to a show. I'm trying to or think of a city that you can go to a nice restaurant, see a minor league baseball game, and go to a a show. Yeah, and I'm I'm like racking my brain, and I'm just like, what other cities would Let's you be see. able to like? There's like go see baseball. There's like 32 major league teams. Yeah. Each of them have three minor league uh-huh. teams. Yeah. It's probably 96. only like 90, 95 other cities where you can do yeah, that. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. So, you know, we're in the top 100 <laughs> cities for that. You got to you gotta say something when the camera's on. Sure. You know, whatever. Uh, I like that he's talking up the town and trying to make it a good place to live. He's doing something really special with this restaurant. I truly believe it. So, Dan, had you been to Gilardi's prior to your visit? I with had not, Andy. Me? I had not. The members of the band Big Alive. Wow. Yeah, we went there with uh, the wonderful Colin and Nicole, former Spring Food Mo guests. Both of them? Or yeah. just Colin? Were, were the band Sister on? City was yeah, on that episode. Right. That I, oh, I wasn't yeah. on that episode as host. Yeah. You, you were the host of that uh-huh. episode, and it went great. Okay, I see how I forget that she was on then. Mm-hmm. Um, she was great, but uh, the rest of that episode. Uh, did kind of suck. Um, stop, stop being meta. We have to stop being meta. <laughs> oh yeah, we promised. No we meta. Be meta. Uh, 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 run our test. Uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh crap! I I can't stop being meta. All right, Andy. Uh, anyway, I, I'd been to Gilardi's a few times before. Uh, the one I most remember was. It's the last meal that I had with my girlfriend and her mom before my girlfriend left. Sure. And, you know, then a year went by and then I mm-hmm. followed. But that, that was the last time I'd been there prior to our visit uh, together the other so night. She, that must have been a pretty exciting meal for her because she knew that <laughs> <laughs> you were going to be out of her life. Uh, Little did she know. Just for a year. <laughs> oh, boy. You no, think you could go to China and then the creeps will <laughs> <laughs> stop. But sometimes we travel 8,000 miles, folks. You know, and, uh, th- there's oceans in between us, but that's not very far. That's what Puddle of Mud said. <laughs> Is that true? Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, that was a really lovely dinner. Uh, it was kind of a yeah. no expenses spared. We got a very nice bottle of wine. It was delicious. I don't know anything about wine. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think that. I would enjoy an $18 bottle just as much as I would a $500 bottle I of think wine. That's the general consensus. We ate on their new porch. The porch was new at the time and very wow. limited seating. I think maybe only the porch was open because it was pre Omicron, if you can believe that. Mm, yes. Uh, dining had just recently resumed. So we sat back there and had a really delicious dinner. Cut to two. Yeah, years. you guys came in and uh, they said, oh, yeah, let's seat you on a. The new the uh, the porch. Yeah. yeah, let's get these guys on the porch, and then they had to move a table and mm. chairs outside. Yeah, because um, you were so stinky. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's what. No, they had just recently built it, and they'd have the the heating elements back there and everything. It's Ooh. really nice. We whenever you and I went early this week, uh-huh. we didn't sit out there. We sat inside. Now, when you sit inside, it's a very unique atmosphere at least for springfield it's dark red Mm -hmm. everything's a dark red hues dim lighting that's Mm -hmm. why our pictures for this are so bad great way to jump back into this get the episode promoted get people to listen Uh with us some truly awful food photos yes yeah you complained during (laughs) dinner how the lighting was so bad in there i said 
Garcon, <laughs> could you get a flashlight for me? Hey, could you ruin the wonderful mood lighting mm-hmm. that uh, you set in here uh-huh. so that I can take my little podcast pictures? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy, it's lovely in there. I, I you know, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get further into the restaurant. We were sa- seated at the like pretty much first table yeah. whenever you walk in, uh, which is also across yeah, <laughs> the yeah. way from the restrooms. Yeah, the, <laughs> the restrooms and the room from which the serving staff enters and yes. exits the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have to talk about our seating arrangement because we were, we were seated at like a giant uh, half circle mm-hmm. table. Colin and Nicole sat across. Uh-huh. I sat across from them and Dan took the head of the table, even yeah. though we only had four people. Would have made a ton of sense to have him right next to me, but Dan said, no, I'm sitting far away from everyone else. You know, I was trying to figure out the logistics of where I could sit and you could hear me. Yeah. That that and was somehow, my big thing. And somehow you didn't choose next to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> guess maybe that would have worked, my, but um, my interpretation was I don't sit next to a man when I eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> my interpretation was, well, that was his first pick. Uh-huh. That's where he sat down. Yeah. And he probably knows that was a weird place to sit, but he's just committing to it. I didn't think anything was weird about where I sat. I thought seating a party of four at a booth style table with that many seats, whenever yeah. it is a traditional like four top table restaurant, there are plenty of four yeah. tops there. And it was a not not it was a not busy night at all. Andy. Right. <laughs> I, my theory is that Colin and Nicole got there first, and I'm pretty sure they thought there were going to be five people, and uh, that is why they had yes. that place set for us. But who knows? Yeah. I just thought it was weird and funny <laughs> that I was alone on that uh-huh. side of the table, and the three of you were around the corner there. All right, Dan. Should we get into the food? I guess so, Andy. It's been a while since we've done this. I, I wish I would have written more for this bad boy, but I, I will say that the food there's a lot to talk about flavor wise sure there's a lot going on with most of these oh, dishes yeah. i you you got the appetizer so why don't you lead us off i ordered for the table something called pulpite al vino marinara Ooh. which is sicilian meatballs served with homemade marinara on a bed of red bell pepper and terrell terrell creek mm-hmm. terrell creek goat cheese polenta boy oh boy dan was this a great way to start the evening it was enjoyed it a lot the meatballs were good. They mm-hmm. were very kind of tender and a uh, little bit of juice in there. I thought the flavor was great. Marinara. Nice just, crispy outer shell to yeah. it, too. I love that on a meatball. Marinara, just a little sweet. Mm-hmm. What really was the best to me was the polenta. Yeah. Really loved the really polenta. Good. Very thick, hearty version of polenta. You still get that uh, kind of grainy texture, grainy in a good way, mm-hmm. grainy texture in there. And that mixed with the uh, delicious, juicy meatball. Mm. I loved it. I could have eaten that on its own as an entree, Dan. Man, it was, that, awesome. it was really good. I think everybody enjoyed those meatballs a whole lot. It didn't get really the pungent flavor that I would expect from goat cheese. Mm. I've had Terrell Creek goat cheese before, just kind of on its own, sure. and, uh, which is fine. I'm, I'm actually I'm not the biggest fan of that kind of nasally hit that goat cheese can have. My I'll, more I'll, of a fan of cheese. Yeah, I like cheese andy <laughs> from munda cheese as we used to call it mm-hmm. in school uh, cheese that's f- <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of bleeps all in one spot hey, it's your fault <laughs> i know i did it um right off the bat no surprise here mm. gelardi's wonderful very tasty food 
I had two big disappointments of this Gillardi's oh. meal, both of which I'll get into right now. Number one, I didn't get any of that table bread, Andy. You didn't get any bread? Because of my <laughs> poor seating choice, <laughs> the table bread was kind of right in the center of, of your little love triangle with <laughs> Colin and Nicole. And me, I'm over here at the end of the table just eyeballing this bread and butter like, oh, my God, when's somebody going to offer me some bread and butter? Never happened. And I'm going to put that on Colin and Nicole because they're rude. <laughs> Notoriously <laughs> impolite, loud, brash people. People I've ever met. Real couple so-and-sos. How was the bread? That's all I ask. And, and let me start it off by saying it didn't look that special. You know, Dan, it was good, but I would say mm-hmm. your description is accurate. Yeah. Not especially special. And here's one thing that I really don't I like, like that it. butter, though. I feel like fancy restaurants maybe just go straight butter and go with like a nice sourced butter. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of a fan of the like kind of middle tier Italian spot move, which is the bread and bread dip. Oh, olive oil various seasonings that you kind of soak that bread in really like that olive oil yep uh it wouldn't have mattered anyway i wasn't offered any bread uh thanks colin and nicole for that my other big disappointment hey may i have the bread hey can you pass me the bread that's how i would have solved that issue andy what about me says this guy probably doesn't want any bread (laughs) The fact that you didn't ask for it. Oh, my eyes were asking. Some people don't want the bread because it will fill you up oh, before the God. meal. It, I, I was looking at this bread, and you know, I know that some people want that. You know I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm looking at this bread, and you're just, oh, my dad has COVID. Oh, my trip. <laughs> I've had so much COVID. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm salivating. Uh, practically floating towards this bread like a cartoon wolf led by my nostrils. Uh, but no. Uh, my other huge disappointment. Man, uh, that waiter was eager to take away a whole lot of polenta still left that's true. in that meatball dish. That you know, that, That's just a tricky maneuver. It's like you're sharing a, a small side dish between four people and it's hard for everybody to get in there and say, Hey, let's scrape this freaking bullet up. This stuff is good. Mm-hmm. We all want this. Everybody at the table wanted it. But, you know, the, our, our waiter. <laughs> hey, polenta. More like poultry. If- <laughs> wow. <laughs> I cannot imagine what you had to block out that I was saying to do the gymnastics in your brain. You were talking about polenta. It just occurred to me. I bet it did. Well, yeah, no, it, it, and it was, as you described, it was like tree. The whole situation was (laughs) Colin and Nicole were very rude. They didn't give me bread. They didn't give me the polenta from the bottom of the dish. Nobody scraped the polenta into my mouth. <laughs> and that's like what you've been gone for 18 months you is it 18 months is that how little a time it takes to forget 16. that i love polenta scraped into my mouth okay so it's 16 <laughs> got it i'm sorry Glad i will never forget 
I'm just saying there there might be an upcoming restaurant that could possibly serve polenta. Might even call it grits there. I don't oh, know. It, oh. it's, it's less French in nature. Mm. But if that is the case, I want you to scrape them into my mouth, Andy. I want you to know that. We'll get a video footage of this happening. Mm-hmm. People know we're not joking. We're not joking. Mm-hmm. We never joke even a little bit. No. What I said about Colin and Nicole being rude is true. They suck. Yeah. Okay. Andy. <laughs> don't like them. We skipped the salads. The, you know, they, 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 they asked if anybody would like a side salad and we all just said no. I, we yeah. probably should have tried it. I don't, you know, what, what's the upcharge for a salad here? Because this is not a cheap place. And I, I think a salad on top of my uh, $10 uh, glass of well Pinot Grigio, which I thought was pretty delicious. Well Grigio. Well Grigio. Um, I thought, may, uh, may I have a glass of your well Grigio? Oh, and I've done it again. This was a whole thing at dinner, Andy. I just called it the wrong thing. I ordered my wine at dinner and I said, I'll take the house Pinot, and yeah. here's what I'm greeted with. I think I'm like so freaking smart and classy because I have abbreviated the full name of this wine. I'm like, well, you know, they just call it Pinot in wine circles, and which kind of weirded me out because mm-hmm. I call my Pinot Pinot. <laughs> so, <it's like laughs> so I read the menu Ugh. and I'm confused immediately. But you know, everybody at the table explains like, no, that's wine. It's that. Uh, red wine it's uh, pinot noir but i order pinot and the lady asks what pinot pinot noir or pinot grigio mm-hmm. and then even on the show now i just said pinot grigio earlier that's the white one i like the red one i got pinot noir is what i ordered I looked like an idiot i looked like an absolute fool ordering just pinot and being asked well which pinot sir <laughs> i think that's a Totally acceptable no, oversight. This of your lady part. wanted to slap the absolute spit out of my <laughs> she mouth. She did not. She was she so nice. Did she did? I saw the look that she gave me, and it was the look of this backcountry hillbilly hick moron <laughs> doesn't know that there's two different pinos. He thinks we're talking about the the dang in his pants. <laughs> How am I going to edit this? you're going to are you going to bleep some of the times i say pino yeah and some of the times i say it referring to something (laughs) else no i would just keep it all who cares yeah i I think that one's safe to just keep it all and and if listeners have a problem with that feel free to write in to andy (laughs) oh boy i got an old-fashioned oh yeah how was that it was delicious yeah old-fashioned with maker's mark Mm -hmm. Very slow sips for me. Really enjoyed it. Made it last. Had that big old cube in there. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a fan. Don't love a big cube. Really? No. I would rather have... I'll drink anything straight. Would much rather have something without ice. Just keep the ingredients cold and it'll be fine. Hmm. I don't want my stuff watered down. I want to retain the taste. I get that. But I understand. People want it cold. Also looks nice, especially when you get the big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't get any of the... Insulatas, Dan. Oh yeah, that was that was confusing for me too. Because mm-hmm. right? I was looking on there and I was like, "Where's the salads?" I guess we can get into our main courses. Mm-hmm. We have those in the dessert, and that is all. Yep. And I think we've done a good job of stretching. That's so. it, folks. Yep, I, the episode's almost over. The, the, <laughs> mercifully, we we're, we're there. You're you're getting towards the end. Who do you want to go first on these main courses, Andy? I got a pork shank. They do either a pork shank oh, or wait. a lamb shank, depending the, the on stinko? the stinko. 
Yeah, the Stinko. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not on the online menu, so no, I could, didn't yeah, remember the w- yeah. wonderful joke that I made. Mm, kind of seasonal menu there, <laughs> but uh, the, the rest assured, folks, if you go to Gilardi's, the, the Italian name of this pork shank is, in fact, uh, something Stinko. <laughs> so have, have fun out there. Well, they should change the name to uh, Goodo. Ooh, it wow. Did not stink, Dan. This was so good. It's big, for one thing. The first thing I noticed whenever uh, it showed up on the table, huge. And oh, yeah. You screamed. Was... You said, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you what were scared. You I'm were not scared. even ashamed. <laughs> yeah, it was huge. Uh-huh. And, and it ought to be. It was not cheap. This is one of the nicer restaurants in Springfield, and you yeah. get what you pay for here, I think. It was on a bed of mashed potatoes. You had the choice between mashed potatoes or the polenta. I chose the garlic mashed potatoes, and it came with gravy. It looked like brown gravy, mm-hmm. but it was sweeter. Ooh. And I think because it had been cooked with apples, and I think that because there were little slices of apple wow. along with it. Dan, this was so delicious. The pork shank was so tender. It was falling apart mm. when I touched it with my fork. It did have some big old chunks of fat in it, so you had to navigate on your own as the sure. as the diner to get your preferred fat to Absolutely. meat ratio. You don't want a whole chunk of fat. Yeah. And it was pretty visible. You could see the fat. You weren't getting shocked by a big old uh, hug. Uh, you know, a big old hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely wasn't being shocked by any hugs. Hey, listen. A uh, big old hunk of fat. I mean, I was surprised whenever you snuck up behind me. That was a big old hunk. Yeah, I have, I have me. definitely shocked people with a big fat hug. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hug from a hunk. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hunk hug. Yeah, this was, this was awesome, Dan. It's, it's bone in, so you got the bone there to get, get a little bit of traction whenever you're working with the, with the fork. Not that mm. you need it. Uh, this is a huge amount of meat. I probably could have finished it at the risk of dis, you know, stomach discomfort. But I didn't finish the whole thing. Those garlic mashed potatoes were, they were good. They were buttery and garlicky, very thoroughly mashed, uh, melt in your mouth style, no texture whatsoever. Just you, you eat it and it's gone. You eat it and it's gone. You uh-huh. know how you do yeah. with food? Yeah. No, it doesn't spend much time in your mouth because it's ready to be swallowed the moment it hits mm-hmm. your tongue. That consistency. <laughs> uh, I loved it, Dan. Thought this was really fantastic. The gravy was the best part. That sweet appley gravy was my favorite part that just made everything all tied together. It looked lovely, and they serve it on the the big Gilardi's triangle plate. Uh, it's featured in some of the news leader articles on their restaurant, and a lot of their photos that they take of their nicer food are, are featured on those big triangle mm-hmm. plates. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a fan of triangles, order for that alone. Yeah. This is excellent. A part of me thinks I should have gotten pasta since it's an Italian restaurant, sure. but no regrets. Loved it. What did you get for your entree, Andy, Dan? I did get pasta. I, I saved the day, I guess. Um, <laughs> the episode was almost ruined. Folks were saying, but what about the pasta? Uh, I got the pasta, folks, and if you're familiar with the menu here and you're familiar with the dumb show, you know that there was only one thing that old Danny could order. It's time, Andy for dan's edict yep i'm pretty sure that there's music that goes along to this can't be bothered to confirm that but i will have you work as hard as you can to yeah. make sure that that music okay makes dan it under this. say it one more time andy it's time for dan's edict
Andy. Honestly, really thought it was more elaborate than that. Yeah, I don't remember that <laughs> even a little bit. That could be brand new. Um, the the Dan's Dedict something come up with <laughs> very early on in the run of Spring Food Mo. It is, of course, the of course. God. Well, it fi- it's fitting, Andy. The edict comes from me not being able to speak, not knowing <laughs> words. It's a mixture of an edict and a dedum. Another word dictum? that I a dictum. Sure, yeah, Dan's I, dictum uh, would have been a better title. That would have been really good. Well, that that's a that's another show that I host, Dan Dictum. <laughs> <laughs> that's behind a paywall, mm-hmm. folks. Um, it's on his only dance. top three percent on only dance. Yes, were you going the same direction? <laughs> yes, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, and dictum. Andy, the dedict, uh, of course, states that if the restaurant serves a dish with the name of the restaurant in the dish, I have to order it. It comes from a mix of laziness and uh, general stupidity that I do this. And uh, it fell into my lap this week in the form of a, a dish that I really did want to try. It doesn't always happen with the Dedic. So I, I got pretty lucky here, Andy. The Gelardi pasta. Mm. First of all, one of the only things on this freaking menu that I can pronounce. So that that was up there with the reasons Same. why I ordered yeah. it. Uh, this is homemade ricotta cheese pasta with Italian sausage and a lightly spiced tomato cream sauce. That's going to run you $26 right there, Andy. Sure. But you know that I had to add the five U13 prawns, which is looks like it's an update because the online menu lists it as four U10 prawns. Oh, Andy. wow. So I've got one additional prawn, uh, and, and the U factor has gone <laughs> up by three. I don't know what any of that means. I'm sure that the smaller the number, probably the bigger the prawn. Five of those bad boys on here. I think ev- everybody at the table except for you went with the addition of prawns to their dish. Uh, a lot of the dishes on the menu have that kind of extra kicker of uh, you, you can pay $12 for prawns. And I did. It's, it's spring food, Mo. All, all these reviews that we're doing, I'm only going to the restaurant the one time. That yeah. That's just a promise I had to make to myself for my mental and physical well-being. Um, I'll also, go to the restaurants one time. You only have four days to do it all. And, uh, <laughs> the, and I don't want to spend yeah. uh, $150 at Gelardi's. Understandable. I, 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 this, this place the, is really good. The U uh-huh. means under. And it means under 10 in a pound. Per pound. Per okay. pound. Yeah. That's what so, I thought. Okay. The higher the number, the smaller the prawn is. Perfect. Yes. Okay. I think uh, bagged frozen shrimp are graded in a similar way. Man, those prawns, Andy. Let's start with the prawns. They were very good. I had three of the five of them. Boxed two of them up to go to bring home to my lovely girlfriend. I'll get to that later in a later segment, mm-hmm. Andy. The prawns were very good, not too rubbery, very uh, fat boys, <laughs> for lack of a better term. They were big old boys uh, swimming around in that sort of burnt 
orange sauce, a, a tomato cream sauce, slightly spicy, uh, mostly spice brought from that Italian sausage, uh, which I was unsure what form that would take if I would be getting like little discs of Italian sausage or uh, as it were, uh, I, I got a, a crumble within the sauce. You can't mm. see any individual piece of the Italian sausage because uh, it's really incorporated into that sauce. I, I, I would imagine it's probably the first thing cooked down to make that sauce, which was insanely rich and full of delicious Italian sausage flavor. Man, this was so, so good, Andy. The ricotta cheese, I think, is probably incorporated into the sauce, brings it some of its creaminess. It says homemade ricotta cheese pasta, which, as listeners know, I don't know about fine dining mm-hmm. or how a lot of like food is prepared. So it, the the way that the menu reads really makes it seem as if there is ricotta incorporated into this pasta, a la a dumpling or a tortellini or something. These are not filled pastas, though. The way that I could best describe these, so you cut a spaghetti noodle in two thirds. Uh-huh. So they're long like a noodle. They're not as long as your traditional spaghetti noodle. And they're thick, Andy. Mm-hmm. But they're not thick with a sort of like gluteny uh, pasta texture, but more thick with a starchy gnocchi texture. These were like as if you were to take the gnocchis, which are a ball, and then roll them out kind of as far as they could go in noodle length. And whenever they're kind of cooked up, they form up, so they they all kind of take their own jagged shape that doesn't go limp like a normal piece of pasta sort of retains its shape. So fantastically good. Gnocchi, one of my favorite pastas. It's my favorite. I truly had no idea what I was getting into with this. I ordered it purely because it was called the Gilardi, and I was so pleasantly surprised. Fantastic. It was awesome. I One of the best meals I've probably had for Spring Food Mo. Pr- You're pretty welcome. easily. You're welcome for the revival. Wow. Me wow. Forcing you. Thank you, Andy. And and listeners, you are welcome for the revival. That's from me because uh, it don't happen without me. Uh, no, that, that's that, a fact. And, uh, as you'll see. Uh, I do want to tack on one little extra thing here. I looked for some reviews of Gilardi's, Andy, mm-hmm. and then there's not that many bad ones out there. But one bad one that I did found, because those are the fun ones. You look sure. at the bad ones. I, I, I wasn't even really looking at them to bring them up here on the show. It's just something fun to do. Usually people who leave bad reviews are doing it for petty reasons, uh, not necessarily because uh, the service or restaurant was bad. But, you know, sometimes you just leave a bad review because you can't look at the tapes at Heavy Heads and you leave a poor review and the owner calls you on Facebook Messenger, which apparently you can do audio calls on, uh, and, and then you have to delete your Facebook entirely so no one ever does that again. Sometimes that happens. Um, not to me or anything, but this 2014 <laughs> TripAdvisor review from CJ Kathy mm-hmm. actually explicitly mentions the Gelardi pasta. CJ Kathy says... In her one-star review, we tried Gilardi's looking for a little romantic restaurant for our (laughs) anniversary. A lot of people in the reviews talking about looking for a romantic locale. Can't do any better. The waiter recommended the Gilardi's pasta. That's what I had. Yeah. 
Waiter didn't recommend it to me. Uh, she was too busy taking the grits from my mouth, Andy. Uh-huh. Next sentence. It was awful. It tasted doughy. The sauce was brown, not a red or white sauce, because sauces must be red or white, Andy. And this one was brown. It was also very spicy. (laughs) We will not be back. Uh, So, you know, it's not for everybody. Some people find the slight spice of that Italian sausage and that uh, burnt orange sauce uh, to be brown, very spicy, and... uh, the the gnocchi texture doughy so takes all folks if you're cj kathy who visited here in 2014 maybe don't go yeah if if you left that negative review you should not go if you left the negative review don't go and at the very least if you do go don't order the gelardi's pasta again because it's brown uh and it is very spicy yeah so thanks thanks for that cj that's all i have andy we got dessert we got dessert we sure did we got some tiramisu wow that's what you do at the italian restaurants the classic way to end an amazing meal the menu says layers of lady fingers Mm -hmm. dipped in espresso nestled and whipped mascarpone cheese mascarpone no i think that's right yeah well dan this was a very good version of tiramisu it was very heavy on the cheese that creamy sweet Mm -hmm. cheese a lot of that. Oh, yeah. I did make the joke that Dan was disappointed uh-huh. because they weren't actual lady fingers. Because they weren't actual lady fingers. The joke was that I am smart enough to know what tiramisu <laughs> is, smart enough to know it's made with something called lady fingers, but stupid enough to not know that lady fingers are, in fact, a pastry. Also, he eats people. Yeah, and I eat people mm-hmm. like Army Hammer. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, this was really good. It was very rich. I would say maybe even richer than a normal tiramisu, thanks to mm-hmm. all that cream. We split it four ways, and the amount that I had, even with splitting it, was quite satisfying. I agree. This was delicious. Get just that little hint of cinnamon in there. Yeah, this is really good. The, the lady fingers are small. I feel like a lot of times you will get pretend lady fingers where it's just like a few layers of sponge sure. these were actual individual cylindrical mm-hmm. lady fingers that i'm sure had been soaked in espresso and maybe that's why i couldn't sleep after not nah, probably yeah. it's probably not that much in there you know they were layered in such a way to where i it, you couldn't quite pick out the individual lady finger for me it just really all congealed perfectly in that way that you want to tear him too andy hmm dan do we have anything else to say about Gelardi's? I got Gilardis? one more thing to say about it, Andy, and it brings us to the last segment of this segment. It is, of course, the segment we do every single episode of Spring Food Mo. We're reheating the reheat, Andy. Hit it. We got a problem. It's major crime. Get to know your enemy, boys. Every big-time crew has been busted. These are the guys who took them down. That, of course, is a clip from the trailer for the motion picture Den of Thieves, which uh-huh. itself is... Kind of a remake of the movie Heat. Hence Heat for dumb people, as I've heard it referred reheat. to. The thing is, Den of Thieves is awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. This, uh, the Reheat, of course, the segment that originated 
in January 2019 during uh, our Spring Food Mo Chinese New Year celebration, month-long celebration of Springfield-style Chinese food, uh, a month that uh, the listeners responded to uh, with a resounding uh, yeah. sigh. Resounding <laughs> yes, yeah. Did not like that month. And uh, little did we know. Little did we know, Andy. That a mere, what is it, four years later? Uh-huh. 2019, 2020, wow. 21, 22. That's right. Four years later, I would be here on an actual Chinese New Year holiday. Yes. Yeah. That's that why we, I, that's why I have the time off. It's, it's hard to imagine that this is how it would have happened. That's unbelievable that it's that it, was four years ago. It is. It is. <laughs> Andy. To think we both have children now. We're both fathers. Uh-huh. Yeah. You you just got some new ink, actually. We both started a business. We've got ink. Tatted yeah. up, Andy. Andy's second tattoo. Yep. Wow. Maybe I'll talk about it another time. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Uh, fingers crossed for the latter. What you Andy, read? <laughs> As I said, I Son brought of some of this stuff home. Uh, and, you know, I figured I'd cover the reheat because it's always interesting when you're trying to reheat fine dining. Mm-hmm. Andy. I couldn't mm-hmm. let a bit of this meal go to waste. It would have been a shame at the $65 that I left yep. uh, having paid, which I'll go ahead and say probably worth it I, I, this was a fine dining meal you're gonna pay a real hefty price for it uh, but it did not disappoint however andy i gotta say the reheat left a little to be desired so i i, I got home and I'm, I'm so excited i'm like babe you're never gonna believe this gelardi's pasta i had so freaking delicious wait till you try it prawns i say i say prawns there's prawns in there now, we, we've gone to Gilardi's. Uh, we spent a little time at Tie and Timber afterwards. So it spent a little time in the car. So uh, whenever I opened it, it was, you know, it looked as if it had spent a little time in the car. The first thing I noticed, my prawns, there were only two of them mm-hmm. left. All of a sudden, there's three, which is very weird. Weirder even so, they're like smaller they're round and they're in like multi colors like cherry tomatoes. What? Yeah. Yeah. They look like three cherry tomatoes rather than the two large prawns that were left in my to go box. Mm. Weirder still, the sauce has lost a bit of its luster. It's sort of a lighter orange, oh, okay. a brighter orange. Okay. Even. And the, those pastas, those little uh, like noodle-like gnocchi-type pastas, they've reformed <laughs> to be bow tie uh, shaped, so like they're ha- they've had a little tuxedo party. So you took Nicole's entree home. <laughs> Not Nicole. We've already talked about Nicole on the podcast. She's rude. Yeah. First of all, she didn't offer me cool, any but rude. Cool, like very Raphael. Cool, very cool, but rude. Raphael. Um, yeah. I I did see her uh, on you know Friday evening perform uh, karaoke. She did very well. Oh, uh, nice. Nice person by all accounts. What song? Uh, I wish I could remember. It was like a standard. It was a. I think it was a Frank Sinatra. Oh, cool. I, that that's life. That one. Who is that? Is that Dean Martin? That's uh, life. I don't the, know. The, and that's the the, that's the life, life it is. Yeah, it was very Italian. I think she was still kind of riding high on my Gilardi's pasta that she took home. Andy, <laughs> can you believe it? She took my pasta home. Probably. Ate my prawns, which had sat in the car for a couple hours at that point, probably 
better that I, I did not get to take those prawns home. I could not find on the menu what exactly it was that they had, what exactly it was that I reheated and mm-hmm. did have at work the next day. It was pretty good, though. That That's what I have to say here in the reheat segment. Whatever Colin and Nicole had <laughs> ordered that had cherry tomatoes from the garden was pretty good. I know that the dish also did come with prawns. They just uh, were smart and ate all their prawns before leaving the restaurant. Uh, uh, so and those were just cherry tomatoes. They took my prawns, Andy. They ate all theirs, and then they, in a move that I know was calculated, I know that they did this on purpose. They knew that I had prawns left over and that they had finished their prawns. So they said, listen, this guy's dumber than a backcountry bumpkin on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get one over on him. We're definitely going to take this fool's prawns. We're going to let them sit in the car for a couple hours. We're going to eat them. We're going to get very sick. We're going to send him home with the lovely by by all accounts. Sure. Um, Bowtie pasta or whatever it was. It wasn't on the menu. So they ordered off menu. They did. It's yeah. Them. Yeah. That is the type of rude behavior you're going to see from Colin and Nicole. They're going to be of asking, the band to big Do alive. Do you have any any bow tie pasta with sort of a lighter cream sauce um not spicy and brown <laughs> uh cj oh this 2014 re- review from cj kathy it's colin james kathy <laughs> wow it's full circle folks and that's just the type of stuff you expect from a review here mm-hmm. on spring food mo andy yep out of tucked away garden sustained local Italian restaurantes, how many would you give Gilardi's? I, I think I got to go five tucked away garden sustained Italian restaurantes. Not too out bad, of five. truly. I it's mean, really out of some good. of the stuff that we've rated rated these things out of i don't think that was bad for you mean the, the name yeah. i think it was bad that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was pretty good yeah I, i'm going five out of five man wow. this place is special i love it i love it i think it may be the very best italian restaurant we've covered on the show mm-hmm. i liked bruno's probably agree i liked bruno's a lot but i think this place is above bruno's shots fired i i think missed the bruno's record i think i had like a sandwich from there or something so i can't i don't know if i can really compare them but man this was a fancy place if i I get a chance to take the old lady out to a real fancy italian dinner it's gonna be here it it would have to be i thought it was really good yeah happy with it great place five out of five that's what i'm writing it excellent and that concludes our review that's right (laughs) of gilardi's italian ristorante I guess it's time for a segment, Dan. It is, Andy. People know what's coming. They have listened to the show before. They know the show often ends with uh, an extra guest. Yeah. They know that we like to get a guest for this final segment of the show. And, I, and you know, we, we've we been planning these for a while. As we said, a, a lot of stuff has happened in the last couple of weeks in my life that kind of prevented me from doing a lot of work that I had already procrastinated mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. show. But fortunately, I had already um, gotten some people on the books. I actually outsourced our booking. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, I normally book these things, but I got uh, a well, friend cool. to, you- to book some episodes for us so i know um, a lot of podcasts will hire agencies to uh-huh. book their guests now it's similar to like 
late night shows and stuff. Like Marin has an, mm-hmm. has outsourced his guests. He no yes. longer relies. I mean, we're on that same level. Basically, uh, yeah. What did you what you pay for that? Did you, I did the did the company account go into the negative? And we still do have the company account, as far as I know. This is this is real. Wow, as far as you know, <laughs> um, the company account. Uh, you could say it went into the negative. You could also say it went into the charged off sphere of accounts uh-huh. where, you know, it's almost as if we've taken a loan out from the bank. It wasn't one that they agreed to initially. Oh, we took a small, uh, high percentage loan out from the bank in that we did overdraw that account. Um, <laughs> however much like Gilardi's was loan so much. That's not technically a loan uh you wouldn't know anything about banking though. yeah as someone who doesn't know anything about banking uh it is a loan it's just uh, <laughs> one that the bank did not expressly mm, uh, have us mm. uh sign up for and, and in all seriousness that that bank account is gone it is fully closed it didn't have any money in it oh, okay you have to keep money in those things to keep them open uh unless you're an employee at the bank of which the account is held and then they're a little more lenient on that but after you leave said company they get a little mad whenever the account doesn't have money in it anymore and they go ahead and (laughs) close it Uh, i wouldn't know i've never been employed at a bank and it's weird i would never i do keep getting mail (laughs) from from that bank okay well Straight to the shredder. Uh, might have to look into that. Uh, Andy, uh, you, you know, the question was how much did I pay for this service to get some guests on that these three the to five episodes? Four minutes uh, ago. Hefty sum. Let's just put okay. it that way. I paid a hefty sum to a third party who we might meet at a later date. The point is this Man, third no, no, party. No, booking agents don't usually like come on the show. That's not like. No, we don't need to do that. This ain't a regular show, Andy. This ain't like normal shows. This is the type of show where you're going to get big guests for your three to five revival episodes, the first of which this week, Andy, I'm very excited to introduce listeners to. I have not yet had the chance to meet this person, but the person who booked our episode has sworn up and down that uh, this person is actually going to help us out there, that that they're going to kind of get the show, give it a little footing for the, for the revival. So, you know, without a further explanation uh, or uh, so we'll get people interested. I'm looking for and then promptly into the show again for at least four or five months. Yeah. I mean, pretty much I, and I'm hoping that our guest here today can help us with that. (laughs) Uh, well, you know, without further ado, it is our, our it's my pleasure, at least, to introduce uh, the wonderful uh, Dr. Didi. Dr. Didi. Hey there. Welcome, Dr. Didi. Oh, hey. hi. Yeah, how's it going, guys? What's up, Dr. Didi? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm, I, not much. I, I'm here on assignment, you know, I'm, I, it's, you, you, you guys are doing your job and I'm here to do my job and it's nice to meet you. And then first of all, I like to, uh, just kind of start any interaction yeah. with just, uh, I really like to kind of, uh, you know, just uh, j- do some icebreakers because that's a good way to, whenever you meet somebody, you want to break the ice because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately, you know, people are tense. Like they're going to be kind of on, on their, like, uh, on their heels, yeah, on I've their noticed, toes. I've noticed that since, um, I, since I got back. There's a lot of tension. 
Absolutely. A lot of sadness around town. You is wanna, what I'm sensing. You know, whenever you're whenever you're meeting uh, of the minds, you want to sort of uh, get off on a good foot, which is why I am here today. I am a professional. Um, I figured since the show is being rebooted, <laughs> that you guys could maybe use a little help. Sure. I, I um. It's not you know, so much a reboot, just a... It is. It is a reboot, okay. and that's the first thing that you want to keep in mind. Whenever you're interacting with a person, and that is what this show is, it's an interaction. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Dan, do you mind grabbing us some coffees, Andy and I, for this next segment? I'm good, Dan. It's, uh, it's afternoon. I I mean, I am kind of thirsty for a coffee, and of course, our guest, Dr. Didi, did request one, so... And that's <laughs> something that you want to keep in mind that if you do have a guest, if you have just met a person, you do want to try to meet their needs. So if they're asking for coffee, you don't want to be um, a little like jerk about it. Oh. Honestly, you kind of want to just like get them I their jerk? coffee. Andy, you were kind of a jerk. This but Dan stepping I in. I just said I didn't need any. Well, you really rebuffed Dr. Didi, who is just trying to help us. I, but I'm going to step out and get us some coffee. You know, that's the kind of polite thing to do and 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 what else is dr dd here for other than to teach us sort of podcast etiquette yeah where'd you get your degree dr dd i got my degree from devry university of podcast management uh <laughs> back in 1985 <laughs> i have been doing this for a while and and you know i it's it's equipped me uh with a special set of skills a, a la liam nissan uh, and, and he has skills and I have skills and I'm sort of, you know, I teach different companies, different people, okay. different entities, how to, you know, survive in this new market. You know, so, I've been doing this for a long time, but like it, there's a lot of etiquette involved mm. in podcasting and there's a lot of things to juggle. And did you have a question? Step one, icebreakers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Step one, icebreakers. So here's how. Any interaction that I start. And let me just... Let's kind of role play this, Andy. Okay. Your name's Andy, right? Yep. Okay. You look like an Andy. Hey, and thanks. it's nice to meet you. And you have lovely eyes. Thank you. And that's step one. <laughs> First, you want to ask what their name is. You want to tell them whatever they've responded with. Like you. You said Andy. Which, by all accounts, very stupid name. Bad name. <laughs> uh poor choice for you but i want to get off on the good footing and that's part of (laughs) etiquette and that's part of podcast etiquette which i have been you know studying this since the the mid to late 80s um on how to get off on the best foot with your podcast guests so first thing you're going to want to do tell them they look like whatever their name was even Mm -hmm. if they don't you don't look like an andy andy seems like a a very dumb person, but not as dumb as what you're giving off. <laughs> so like your parents were definitely going the right direction. Like they could tell that even as an infant child that you were going to be very stupid, <laughs> but they like, they didn't, you know, they kind of underestimated how stupid and they picked a name, not quite befitting of how stupid you are, yeah, yeah. but stupid enough to kind of give that off. But you know, Whenever you're meeting somebody for the first time, you don't want to like, you don't want to get into all that. You just want to tell them, wow, your name actually fits what you are. And like that name, that's like, it's giving Andy, honestly. (laughs) And that's what like a lot of the kids are saying um, is it's giving. And Uh that means uh like you are like putting off that you like are that dumb that you're not dumber than that like that you're not as dumb as you actually are that you're just as dumb as like a person named andy Uh uh-huh so that's step one okay 
And we have that out of the way. Easy. Great. Okay. Now let's take let's let's stand up and take a breath real quick. Let's just both stand up. All right. Well, you didn't stand up. Well, I mean, let's the figuratively pe- the stand people up? here who are trying to to learn something. Yeah. And not the people teaching. Okay. Let's them stand up. And uh, and maybe let's not make snarky little comments to the people who are teaching the class. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the uh, you're, you're very right. funny. Uh, Teaching not. That's I have something no too. You want to lie at all costs, even if the person's not funny, even if they are stupid and not funny. <laughs> you want to lead, okay? With this air of sort of, you are funny. You're not stupid. <laughs> Your name does fit you. It's not befitting of a person slightly less stupid than you. So, and first, Got it. and I love every episode of the show, by the way. I, I am a long time <laughs> okay, listener. I totally believe you. I, yeah. I've been listening for so long. And believe like, you. I am, you know, I. What's your favorite episode? Um, let's see. Um, that's tough, and I will have to get back to you on that. <laughs> but just know that I have listened to every episode, <laughs> and, um, you know, they. <laughs> Listen, there's a reason why I've sent Dan off to get coffee. He yeah. doesn't really need this, Andy. And that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you want to kind of isolate the problems. You want to, if Dan's in here and he's actually, actually like yes. saying funny stuff. Of he's course not. Busting of up. Of course Dan doesn't need this. And that's, and that's, that's something I did want to talk to you about. <laughs> is sometimes when you're like pointing out that the, the other host has said <laughs> things wrong. <laughs> while that can be funny. When something as like comedically talented as Dan is saying it, and I know I said that he was something and not someone, Mm-mm. and I know I see it on your face. You're wanting to bring up that I misspoke, and you're already learning. And isn't that valuable? Yeah, that I've already taught Andy something. And the <laughs> listeners, if they're listening, they're already going, "Oh my god, this is good. This is like actually listenable." Like, yes, he does. <laughs> he is stupider than his name would seem. But like Andy is actually learning right now. Yeah. Like normally he would bring up that the the guest had misspoke. Revival going like, great. It is going great, and that's something you're like you're really catching on to this way faster than I thought. Like a stupid person would, <laughs> because like you're actually getting that like the revival will actually go great. So I you know I've got a couple other things, and I have been working on the eighties uh, since the eighties uh, on some of these pointers. Working on the 80s since the 80s. And what did I just tell you, Andy? Oh, was, oh you I didn't mean to do that? I deliberately misspoke. No, no. I, I deliberately misspoke because I was trying to bait you. I'm sorry. I, I thought I was seeking clarification. I didn't realize you'd misspoken. Okay. Andy, here's one thing I know. Seeking noticed. clarification, let's just, bad interview tactic. I'm sorry. Let's get back to kind of basics, first mm, of all. Mm, mm. Whenever I came on, whenever I first started my appearance, mere minutes ago and i know it's felt like it's been it's been longer like than half an hour <laughs> <laughs> but i did just start here and whenever i first came on i approached you and what did i do Andy? what did i do you talked about my eyes i stuck my hand out i approached oh, with an open yeah. hand right Andy. i remember i approached with an open hand for a firm handshake now what do you see what do you see andy i see a hand what do you see a firm hand. open hand open hand open hand now, our brains, we are beings that exist from so long ago that whenever a being sees a hand and it's open, 
What is the first thing they're looking for, Andy? A weapon. That's right. <laughs> so I show you first things first. First things first. You've never met Dr. Didi. I could be scary barbarian for yeah, all you know. Dr. Didi. And, right, and your yeah. brain's going back to like its ancestors' bugs. And it's, it's thinking, oh, my God. My ancestors, the little bugs that crawl on the ground, they, if they see somebody approach, the first thing they're looking for is a weapon. So mm. I approach mm. open hand, no weapon. And that's that's a huge tactic. Open hand, no weapon. No weapon. Got now it. Now say that with me, Andy. Open, open hand, hand, no, no weapon. weapon. Okay. Oops. So you want to approach with with an open hand, with arms wide open, like Scott Stapp said. Yeah, yeah. And you want to approach with no weapon. Now, now I know what you're thinking. Open mic, no eagle. No, that's a little joke for the Radio Spring Food folks. Oh, you do and you want to be funny. Food. On the show, of course, I've listened to Radio Spring Food. I said listen to every episode, and I'm in every episode on the feed. Oh, but you want to be funny. You want to make jokes like open mic, no eagle. And that's funny because Dan plays like so much open mic eagle. And like if I'm saying open hand, no weapon, and I'm approaching you with an open hand, no weapon, and you're seeing that I'm not approaching with a sword, that I'm not trying to stab you, that your ancestors bug brain is not betraying you, that I'm not an enemy, that I have no weapon, that I'm saying funny things, that I'm making joke about open mic, no eagle. You're thinking to yourself, oh my God, this is such a good podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is like going so well. And like, and the listeners are honestly like thinking to themselves, they sit up straight. The listeners sit up straight and so do the hosts because that, and that's another thing. You're going to want to sit up straight, Andy, and you're going to want to breathe in. Can you go ahead and stand for me real quick? Sure. And go ahead and take a deep breath in. Okay. And go ahead and sit down and this time sit up straight and don't slouch like a Neanderthal, like you were doing earlier, like an idiot. Okay. Um, you want to take the tongue off the roof of your mouth, and I can tell that the tongue is on the roof of your <laughs> mouth, and that's going to lower your bu- blood pressure. <laughs> and now go ahead and now tongue off the roof of your mouth. Uh-huh. Stick your hand up. Now look at that. Open hand, no weapon. <laughs> now look what that did for the listeners. The listeners can feel now that you have in your hand no weapon, and you're not looking to attack them. Now, next, Andy, and we're going to go into lightning round. But keep this up. Go ahead and keep your hand up because I do want to see that there is no weapon in it and that you do have an open hand. Now, Andy, up next, you're going to want to dress for success. Now, Mm -hmm. this is a newer concept, dressing for the job that you want. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is like something that people have not like done for. And go ahead and put your hand down, please. You're really kind of like creeping everybody out in the room (laughs) by just having this open hand up at all times. Um, You're going to want to dress for success, Andy. And now what that means is non-slip dress shoes. Okay. Starched collar, which I'm noticing your collar, not starched. No. No profanity on your shirt. Okay. I don't I don't have any. So and that's good. I have, now I guess this acronym is Knights yes, and Satan Knights Service. And Satan service. Yeah. And that is bad, Andy. Cussing is bad. People yeah. don't want to hear cusses. They want to see something funny on your shirt. They want to see Stewie Griffin on your shirt. <laughs> they want to laugh, but they don't want to go, Ew. I'm I, I'm looking at Satan's service knights. I'm gonna or have something? to respectfully push back. On this, I think the fact that it's me uh-huh. wearing this kiss shirt yeah. is pretty funny. The fact okay. that it's me, a person who talks about kiss on the show a lot. Yes. And, and that we have a this member a of the band has been on the show. Lesson. This is a huge lesson. And like people like they assume that like 
if if you see something that's like so sad it doesn't make sense that that's funny but that's not andy it's just sad mm. to see you know middle-aged man unfunny shirt <laughs> no stewie griffin cussing <laughs> and 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 in his hand what is that is that a weapon what is that no okay his hand is open no weapon so you've learned something already from me dr dd so andy your shoulders they're tense this is a That's defense true. mechanism yeah from your ancestors bugs <laughs> just me other humans descended from Different creatures, I'm and that's the funny bugs. stuff I'm talking about. Andy, do funny jokes like this. Like, yeah. are only my ancestors bugs? Duh, I'm an idiot. It, that's like so funny when like. Listen, I'm making jokes when I have the opportunities. <laughs> They've been pretty few and far between for the last twenty minutes. Andy, and is in. <laughs> that's so funny. Honestly, like. <laughs> And Andy's like making these jokes like, oh, the segment's going too long. Oh, who's Dr. Didi? Oh, what is happening? And that's funny. You want to do stuff like that because the listeners know like, no, the segment is funny. Andy is stupid. He's like <laughs> so dumb okay. that like. All right. New, okay. New tip. N- new tip. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because I did have one right on deck. Andy. And this is big. You want to fully cover your nipples. <laughs> but I, they're you covered. You want to fully cover your nipples. But a little areola never hurt me, bun. <laughs> All right, then. Fine. That's Bye. right. Oh, it don't take much. Andy's got big old dinner plates <laughs> under there. You don't have to. He got to barely lift his shirt up above his belly button before you see those bad boys. I did go sleeve. I showed via sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, this is me, this day, and I'm back now. Andy really <laughs> did. And I've been really enjoying this segment. I'm just kind of leaning back in the cut, kind of listening to some of this stuff from Dr. Didi. And Dr. Didi, is that short for anything? Mm, great question. Um, you, yes, you it actually is. And I will reveal at the end my full name for folks who want to like reach out and get the full. Dr. Doodoo McStinkum's uh, like package. Oh, crap. I did it. <laughs> Dr. Doodoo? Well, McStinkum's. Yeah, Dr. Doodoo McStinkum's. I don't know if I need advice from someone named Dr. Doodoo McStinkum's. I think you do need advice, Sandy, because I can see right here my next tip. Guy McDon't don't. Tattoos, those scare people. Yeah. May I please, and people get freaked when I ask this, may I burn your tattoos off? <laughs> Uh, sure, why not? Okay, thank you. Now or later, or now or later, and that's funny because that's a food, Andy, and this is oh, a true. funny yeah, is. food podcast. Mm-hmm. And now or later's are a food. Let's see. Now, what other do was, I have here? Was a funny food um, podcast. And, okay, Past so tense. do oh, so this next one's gonna take like Oh, first of all, do you know what a hot toddy is? Yes. Do you know what a hot toddy is? I do, yeah. Okay, I bet you do, you mother... Dirty... (laughs) Okay, and let's see. Wait a second. I'm running out of time. Wait a second. (laughs) I I thought I had something else here. Hey, wait. Can you you take off your glasses? You used to start to look a little familiar to me. And and you know I just hope the ghost of Charlie Parker is here right now, <laughs> baby, watching us. Cause you know they do that. 
That's right. It's me, Perry Farrell, baby. <laughs> Lead singer of Jane's Addiction. Who came on the show. Juanus Addiction. <laughs> That's right. It's me, Perry Farrell. I was in disguise as Dr. Doodoo McStinkums. <laughs> uh, and I just want everybody to go check out the uh, SPJA Smashing Pumpkins Jane's Addictions Tour currently coming to a town near you, baby. And I wasn't kidding. I do have real podcast etiquette tips. I have been studying this since the 80s. Oh. And I do got one more for you, Andy, right, before I get the heck out of here. And I was serious when I said Dan does a great job and all that stuff <laughs> about Andy being <laughs> stupid. That was all real and not <laughs> made up, baby. The last tip from old Perry Farrell before I tell you definitively what a hot toddy is. <laughs> get the doo-doo out your butt before you record. <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> it's it's really good. Tea, mother- <laughs> he, he just walked out. Wow. <laughs> that sure was something. Andy. It was. Yeah, man. Learned a lot from Dr. DD, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Perry Farrell, lead singer of Jane's Addiction. He's been doing this since the 80s. I hear. Yeah. Teaching people how to how to do good podcasting. And I hope it works. You know, we got four more episodes, uh, maybe less on this revival. I, I hope I hope we take some of those tips to heart. Turns out Jane's addiction was mm-hmm. to self-improvement. Yeah. Oh, all right, James listeners. All along. <laughs> Thank you all for uh, <laughs> bearing with us through uh-huh. the first episode. Thank you. Back during the first episode of this revival series of Spring Food Mo, three to five episodes long. You'll know when we know. Yep. We what? <laughs> yep. You'll know as soon as we know. Yeah. We'll make sure to keep you all abreast of that. Okay. Thanks for listening. Next week we're going to review something else we never That's tell right. in advance you'll know when it shows up on the feed mm-hmm. anything to leave listeners with today dan thanks for that coffee by the way i didn't need it but it's tasting pretty good now yeah for sure um i would like to leave listeners with um you know since we are on the first spring food mo episode of 2023 mm-hmm. i just want to leave listeners with a little something that i had learned in 2022 i don't know if you have anything that you wanted to drop um as far as like knowledge takeaways from 2022 i'll let you go first never trust your barber okay that's a good one uh they could give you covid yep uh mine would have to be and this is something that i've like always held true andy and this is something like my mom used to say to me and her mom used to say to her oh and and my mom's mom's mom she may have come up with this saying okay and that is andy Open hand, no weapon. Open hand, no weapon. Open hand, no weapon. Ah, Bye. (laughs) Spring Food Media.